All right, welcome back to Boston Pizza City Place. It is Industrial Metals Winnipeg Jets game day, and the Jets are hosting the Edmonton Oilers tonight. We'll have more on the visitors with Dave Jamison coming up this hour, as well as your chance to win some big cash with us on the TSN 1290 Be a Player Payoff. We'll also head to the Payworks broadcast booth with Paul Edmonds and Brian Munns. But, Rick, before we even get to the hits, breaking news in the last 10 minutes or so, you hit it in trending topics. A huge blow to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Matt Nichols out for the season after surgery today. Chris Trevler had been doing a pretty darn good job holding the place down in his absence, but I think everyone, including the organization for the most part, was certainly hopeful that Nichols would be back. That is not the case, and uh, it is now the second-year quarterback's ball to run with, starting with tomorrow against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. You go back to week 10 when Nichols was injured with the shoulder injury, and he's been trying to rehab it without going through season-ending shoulder surgery and was hoping to get back on the field. But after a six-week period of trying to rehab the shoulder, it's been determined by the medical uh, staff that this isn't going to work and that they are going to have to undergo surgery on the shoulder, and therefore he is done for the season. So um, he underwent the surgery this afternoon. It was successful but he will not be returning to the field this season. Wow. And, and you know, we had really we'd kind of gotten past the conversation of, well, they'll be bringing another quarterback. Just in the meantime, this dates back to the original injury. Um, you know, you've got McGuire there behind Chris Strebler. You thought that maybe there'd be another experienced player that would come in. It hadn't happened. They had a guy who was then left. But, you know, everyone was thinking that Matt Nichols would be coming back. Um, this is earth-shattering news for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I guess the one thing on a positive note is that Strevler's had the opportunity to play quite a few games since the injury and has done quite well and seems to be progressing in a positive direction game after game. There is that. And, of course, you know, the team probably had a pretty good indication this is the road it was going down. So Paul Apolise, this will not catch him off guard like uh, Austin Matthews caught the Leafs off guard. Um you know, they've been working with Streveler. There's been, you've seen improvements, especially through the air and what you're talking about, deep threats. You know, and speaking with Marshall Ferguson yesterday, he kind of outlined it very well and where they have to go now with uh, Streveler as a quarterback. But teams will know this all around the league, and yet, still in all, they have been able to find success with Streveler under center. Well, the Bombers will uh, you'll be back. We'll be getting Jackson Jeffcoat back on the defensive side of the football tomorrow for that big game against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, but really tough news for the organization who were counting on and hoping that Matt Nichols would be part of a push to the playoffs and a run to the Grey Cup. Uh, with that said, we'll get back to the Jets and fire up the hits at 5 here on TSN 1290. We've been out here for the last couple of weeks creating a bond and, and trying to get better as a team. Um, and and we've done that. I think the, the games have shown that and, and we're going to continue doing that tonight and uh, the rest of the training camp and, and keep it going into the regular season. So um, I'm going to do my best and I'm pushing myself to to be the best I can be. So, um, But I don't think I can make up for all those goals. All right, there's Nikolai Ehlers discussing uh, his opportunity tonight. Playing with Matthew Perot and rookie David Gustafson in the middle. An interesting lineup tonight, Rick, in that you know, Ehlers is in, Mark Scheifele's in, Rosovic, that's a line of some of those players, no Wheeler, and the two of the big guys down the middle, Brian Little and Adam Lowry, both out as well, and no Josh Morrissey on the blue line, which will make for quite a challenge with Connor McDavid in the lineup for Edmonton. A little different look. You're probably going to see Mark Scheifele center a line with Rosovic and uh, Andrew Kopp. 
C.J. Cease will have Appleton on his right side and Veselainen on the left. And that leaves Mark Matestu with Bork and Luoto to round out the forward lines. And then your back end, uh, Hanela and Pionk, perhaps. Botetto and Pullman and Bolyu Kulikov, although those could change as well. And Hellebuck perhaps gets the starting goal. McDavid is in the lineup. That's all you really need to know about Edmonton. And uh, this will be a challenge for just about everybody in the Winnipeg lineup. No doubt about that. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett on McDavid making the trip to Winnipeg. Basically put it in his court. How much do you want to play? I said, where are we at? Felt good yesterday coming out of the game. Felt like he uh, can play a lot better and uh, wanted to get back in this game and, and get himself up and running. So we'll reevaluate it again after this game and see where he's at. So a lot of this is coming from him. Yeah, get, yeah. Right this is this is him. This is him wanting to get going. Yeah. All right. There is Dave Tippett, new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, on Connor McDavid. Got into a game. Everything was fine. He said, "No, coach, I, I need to play more." And he'll be doing that against the Winnipeg Jets here tonight. And as you went down that defense core of the Winnipeg Jets without Josh Morrissey playing tonight and Dustin Bufflin absent in the exodus from last season. This is going to be uh, well, a pretty darn good test for these men to show Paul Maurice that they're ready to go for the regular season. Yeah, it'll be a challenge, certainly. The question, I think, is do you counter McDavid? Obviously, of course, because you have the last change. Do you counter him with some of the veterans that you have in the lineup in Bolyu and Kulikov or maybe even a Pullman, Batetto, or do you throw say, uh, Hainala out there for a test against at least him a couple of times and see how he does. I, I would imagine that that would uh, happen, uh, well, especially if Hainala is playing, you know, up in the lineup. I mean, pretty much, hey, it's the National Hockey League. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to be playing on the team, which I'm not saying that we're expecting that to happen, but even if you get the opportunity for a few games, there's no test like going one-on-one with a guy like number 97 in Edmonton. Um, so that will be something we're definitely to keep an eye on tonight. Um, we also talked early in the program about rookie center David Gustafson, who has really impressed Coach Paul Maurice. We talked to Ken Weave about that, that he may have even you know, worked his way into potentially being a spot in the opening day lineup, or at least on the roster. And he's got Perot and Ehlers playing with him tonight. Um, certainly, I know there's not a lot of center depth without Lowry and Little in the lineup tonight. But he's been a great story and a pleasant surprise, I would say, from the organization standpoint. Yeah, nice opportunity for him in a top six role here or even a top nine role, if you want to look at it that way. I would say top six with Perot and Ehlers being his wingmen. So an opportunity for him. Uh, Coach alluded to it today about uh, at what time that David Gustafson would be going back over the, uh, over the pond. But the 19-year-old has shown very well so far in training camp and a big opportunity tonight against the Oilers. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Austin Matthews and the Maple Leafs still dealing with the revelations of a couple days ago. The Montreal Canadiens getting ready to start the season. And Mark Bergevin talked about some trade rumors surrounding Jonathan Drouin. I don't know where they come from. Most of those reports are from somebody in his basement in Toronto. So I don't pay attention to that, to be honest with you. Well, he, uh, he had some good moment but overall overall we need more he's a skilled player he has talent he has a lot of attribute and uh, I know last year he had a tough finish he had a good summer training camp is training camp I mean he's not the only one who's not up to par right now so I know we're picking on Joe or you guys ask me about Joe but I can name name you a few guys that are not up to par and that's what training camp is all about so we made some cuts today. We have two days of good practices, good game on Saturday, and then we'll get going. 
All right, there's Mark Bergman, Habs GM. Jonathan Drouin certainly isn't getting cut, but he'll have a ton of pressure on him going into this season after, uh, you know, he disappointed, especially late in the season last year for the Habs. Habs have got 26 in camp, including Carey Price right now. And, yeah, Duran, they want him to pick it up, but they've got some decisions to make. Lindgren and a couple of skaters are going to be need to be sent down or traded or placed on waivers to get that roster down to 23 because a number of them went on waivers today, and that include Carl Alsner and, uh, and Dale Weiss, a couple of NHL veterans there. So some young guys are pushing up into the lineup there, and it's making for some tough decisions in Montreal. That Alsner contract, man, I mean, you think about signing, you know, coming over from Washington, you know, getting, what, 23, 24 million bucks for five years and, you know, spending the majority of last season with the Laval Rocket and making, what, five or six million bucks. A tough situation for Alsner, but I guess it'd be more tough if he wasn't getting that fat paycheck. Bottom line is, not in the Canadians' plans going into this season. And um, as far as the Matthews story, not often, uh, Rick, you see an NHL general manager do a scrum at ice level following an exhibition game, but uh, that was the scene last night, as uh, Kyle Dubas said to meet the media, following Austin Matthews speaking on uh, a uh, poor uh, error in judgment not telling the Toronto Maple Leafs for four months about this incident since it happened in May. Not a good look when the president of the oper- you know, hockey operations, the president of the Maple Leafs, Brennan Shanahan, is liking the police reports on Twitter so that he can have those uh, in his files as well. I mean, that's an awful way for an organization to learn about things through social media. No doubt about that. I'm sure it won't be the end of the story, although uh, the Abby uh, Austin Matthews, more than anyone, will look forward to getting going with the regular season coming up next week. Uh, quickly, Thursday Night Football kicks off week four tonight. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers hosting the Eagles. It's time for us to do our part on offense moving forward. We're going to play some, you know, a stretch of, of uh, really good football teams. And at some point, we can't expect our defense to shut everybody down. They have been, but at some point, the offense is going to have to wake up and, uh, and start making some plays. Yeah, it's something you haven't heard very much from Aaron Rodgers over the years. The offense needs to step up and bail out the defense that has been the backbone of this 3-0 start for the Cheeseheads. Yeah, an interesting start. Can you say it's almost a... A must-win for the Eagles, who face four of the next five on the road. So this one's pretty tough, and it starts tonight in Green Bay. I'll be at Underdogs for Burn Your Bill Thursday tonight, so stop on by. I know they'll have the Jets game up as well, plus the Thursday Nighters. So we should have a lot of fun, and of course we'll burn somebody's bill. Nobody gets hurt, but somebody goes home with extra coin in their pocket. Yeah, definitely. Uh, TSN's the place to be. TSN 3 with Jets Oilers, and TSN 1, 4, and 5 with the Thursday Nighter between the Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, let's get out. Oh, when we come Tony back... Tony Romo should mention, is he uh, going to be working in oh the broadcast my... booth on the weekend? Is oh, that... I'm glad you mentioned this. This is crazy. Safeway Open, PGA Tour this weekend. Adam Scott is your leader at 7 under par. But you don't have to go too far down the list. Tied for 24th is Tony Romo, who shot a 2 under 70 today on the PGA Tour. Um, this is crazy. And as Michael Remus pointed out... Uh, they're wondering whether he'll be available for his NFL duties with CBS on Sunday because he could very well make the cut after a first round like he had. Adam Hadwin and David Hearn, a couple of Canadians in the field, still on the course at 2-under, but Romo is in at 2-under. Another another day, of course, they'll have to go before we hit the uh, cut line, but we'll see how Romo does. But it certainly has everybody speculating on social media. Well, what a great story. A quick timeout. We'll come back and... Uh, Bring in caller number 12 with the TSN 1290. Be a player payoff on TSN 1290. Yesterday, it got up us to, what, 1500 bucks. 
But Gordon Dillon uh, walked away. Was it 400? 400 cash. In? Yeah, the which agent, is, hey, that's pretty good. agent got 20%. So uh, they probably went out. Of course, they got the great Boston pizza, great Canadian as well, but um, or great White North. But we've got another chance today. And uh, we saw it yesterday. If you continued all the way, it would have been 1500 bucks. We'll see what uh, I believe Paul can do today with his fledgling career. Let's bring in Paul. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're doing well. Uh, you are the 12th caller, and as Huss mentioned, you get the Great White North of Boston Pizza just for showing up. You know how the TSN 1290 Be a Player playoff uh, starts? Yep. All right, and how it goes through. So we're going to follow your career. We're going to go step-by-step step here. Hopefully the player payoff grows, and as long as you're moving upward, of course, then that payoff goes up with it. Now, Paul, after each step, we're going to ask you if you want to retire. If you do, you'll walk away from the game with all the cash in your player payoff. You never know. You might stay in the game too long, though. Make a rookie mistake. A poor career choice. Or do something stupid to violate the rules. And if you do, you'll be cut. Put on waivers or sent down. And you'll lose all the cash in your player payoff. Or you could go all the way and win thousands of dollars right here, right now. Paul, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Good luck. Our broadcast crew is now following your career. Hi, it's Brian Munns with some breaking news to share with the afternoon ride. It's right out of a Disney movie. Yesterday, he was serving me coffee at Tim's, and today, he's been given a chance to join the team with a starting payoff of $200. Right out of the gate, Paul, $200 right there in your lap. So you have the option to take the money, and you call the shots, you retire and keep the cash, or we see what happens with this uh, blossoming, possibly, career. Well, we're going to keep going. Keep going. I mean, heck, you're already, it's a Cinderella story, working from Tim's yesterday to... It's a big 200 bucks right out of the gate. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But Paul's keep going. Let's uh, see the next step in the career. The storybook start to the young prospect's career continues as he's playing at a goal a game pace. The team raises the player payoff to $300. Three hundred dollars for a goal a game pay, uh, pace. I would think Line A would want more than that. Well, he, he, you know what? That that is true. And I'm not sure, Paul, if you've got your agent with you, but we can tell you you've got three hundred bucks right now, which you can keep and retire, or you can keep going and see what's next. Agent says keep going. So all right, let's let's go another round. It seems like just yesterday that kid from nowhere was serving coffee at Tim Hortons. Now he's living a dream with a team and earning a big player payoff of $400. Deja vu, Huss. Four or, bills. Yeah, the French will say, I think I've been here before. Uh, $400 right now, Paul, for you to take that, retire, walk away, or uh, press forward, possibly. It's been a good career, but it uh, sounds like you've been impressing people a lot up in the management. What do you think? Uh, career's going good, all right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to continue. Oh, okay. Well, where Bob shut it? No, no, it was Gord yesterday. Shut it down at four hundred dollars. Paul thinks we're going to give it a go. So let's let's see what the guys have to say. I'll have a large double double, please. Oh, hello. Could I have a large double double? Wakey, wakey. Your mind's not on your work. Could I have a large double double? Well, whatever you were dreaming about, it's done. Oh, Paul. <laughs> Months. Oh, too soon. Oh. <laughs> Months just kind of capping it right there. No but, doubt. Uh, hey, you got the great, uh, the classic great White North Boston pizza just for showing up today. And uh, thanks again, Paul, for playing with us here on the afternoon ride in TSN 1290. All right. Thanks, guys. Good stuff.
Next uh, opportunity to play the uh, Be a Player payoff coming up tomorrow morning, of course, on the big show. We'll take the time out for Sports Center Hus. Dave Jamison of our affiliate TSN 1260 in Edmonton will give us a look in on the uh, crew that includes McDavid tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. It's the afternoon ride. We're live from Boston Pizza City Place on the home of the Jets, TSN Radio 1290. All right, just past 5.30 here at Boston Pizza City Place, getting you ready for the Jets and Oilers. Final home preseason game of the season, Rick. Uh, one more on the road on the weekend, but a uh, bit of a treat for Winnipeg Jet fans. See Connor McDavid. I don't think a lot of people expected 97 to be in the lineup tonight, but yet there he was on the plane, and there he will be when the game gets going tonight. Told head coach Dave Tippett he wants to give it a go again, so this will be uh, second in a row for him in appearing in the Edmonton uniform, and that is certainly a handful now for the Winnipeg Jets who will be in the lineup tonight at Bell MTS Place. Well, let's welcome in Dave Jamison from TSN 1260 for the latest on the visitors. The Afternoon Live Hotline. Brought to you by Chris Pennycook of Royal LePage Dynamic Realty. 204-989-5000. Dave, welcome back to TSN 1290 in Winnipeg. How are you? Uh, excellent, and uh, thank you for uh, having me, guys. Always a pleasure. Uh, we'd love to have you. We didn't think we'd be having Connor McDavid in Winnipeg tonight. Yeah. What did you make of uh, that decision That from the coach apparently was solely made by the player? It tells you Connor McDavid's got a bit of clout here. Um, but listen, he looked really good against Arizona. I mean, he was he was driving, he was cutting, I mean, doing all the stuff you would expect Connor McDavid to do, but any NHL player, frankly. And and he wasn't going, uh, you know, three quarter speed or anything, and tested the knee to the best of his ability in that game. And and feels like and and. You know, if he feels good and the athletic therapist and the medical staff can sign off on it, then they should get him in there. I, you know, does he need to play in Calgary to close out the preseason? Probably not, but one more isn't going to hurt. And, you know, it'll give him a chance again to, you know, get one more game in before it actually counts. Dave, and I would assume if he is going to go with about this, he goes at 100% too. Uh, we're done testing the, uh, the ankle, the foot, the leg, everything. Yeah, it, it, exactly. I mean, the, I think all of the boxes need, that needed to get checked in terms of the knee's ability to, you know, perform at this high level have been have been checked off. And so now he can go and 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 play without any kind of trepidation or fear about what he might be doing. And and I like where the Oilers, you know, they've been prudent in terms of handling how this has, you know, been done. Uh, McDavid has. He, you know, he practiced very well during the course of training camp. It looked really good. They, they went slow, and then they brought him in against Arizona. He looked pretty good, even though Tippett wasn't thrilled with the top six. Um, you know, the fact he got out of it with no issues says, you know, to, look, he's, he's ready to play. So let him play. Dave, outside of the obvious questions about McDavid and how healthy he was going to be heading into the season, there's been so many other changes. I... I have to ask you just how different things have been under Ken Holland and Dave Tippett as opposed to uh, last year. Well, there was a lot of chaos last year around the Oilers and chaos just in terms of a lot of noise. Um, they, they weren't very good, obviously, uh, and, and there were a lot of, you know, from bad trades, or real considered trades. Uh, this is a team now, and you can see that Ken Holland you know, the, the product of that Detroit system and one of the architects, frankly, of the Detroit system, you know, he comes in, he was able to engineer a deal that gets Milan Lucic out of here, gets James Neal in, 
Um, you know, we can debate whether it's it's I, for a lot of Oilers fans. They are they're just that Lucich is gone was a ongoing painful narrative for this team. Again, that's part of the noise that was around the Oilers for really the last couple of years, but certainly a lot last year. Um, whether James Neal is going to be great, good, or otherwise, we don't know yet. He's looked okay in, in preseason. Um, but but Ken Holland, and and I gave Tippett by extension, you know, they've, they've seen all of what hockey can offer up, from the good, the bad, to the crazy. Um, they're not going to be uh, uh, you know, shaken in any way, shape, or form by, you know, if there's a period where the Oilers are not performing or whether they're coming under criticism. These guys are they're, they're professionals, and they are pros. They are experienced. Mind you, you could have said the same about Peter Shirelli, but I don't think, with all due respect to Shirelli, he's on the Ken Holland level. And that's what there, there needs to be calm around this organization in order for it to move forward. Um, it, it, it feels as if the last few years have been done without a plan, and the Oilers have been reacting as opposed to sticking to a process. I think you're going to start to see the Oilers adhering to a plan now under Ken Holland. What is the concern, Dave, going into this season, I guess, for the Oilers? Is it more on the offensive side or the defensive side? Oh, it's, it's, it's defensive, and it's, it's goaltending specifically because you don't know what Mike Smith you're going to get, and you really don't know what you've got in Nico Koska. I mean, he, he at times looked like he was a number one goaltender, ready, willing, and able to be a number one goaltender, but he's got very little NHL experience, um, and some of it has frankly been fairly um, unimpressive. And even early in this training camp, and when Miko Koskinen was finally in the net, you know, there were a couple of, there, there's a concern over the glove hand. Um, we saw too many goals go in on that side uh, last year when Koskinen was playing. Can Smith have a bounce back? I mean, I think a lot of people are sort of looking at the Oilers' goaltending situation as a 1 and a 1A, uh, and they, you know, who's going to grab it and run with it? We don't know yet. Uh, and in terms of, of defense, uh, I think the, the, the idea, if people, when Tippett was hired, you heard a lot of this from fans saying, oh, no, here we go, it's going to be, you know, uh, the Arizona Coyotes 2.0, and we're going to turn Connor McDavid into Bob Gainey. No, that's that's not what's going to happen here. He's not, you know, he's not going to choke the offense out of the of the Oilers. But I think what it's going to require is a sort of a top down, everyone adhering to a system, so that it's not entirely on the defense and the goaltenders to 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 be defensively responsible. It's going to be a collective effort. I mean, the Oilers just aren't deep enough so that you can turn you know two or three people loose to do all the scoring and, and not worry about the details. Uh, this is a team that's not been very good on special teams, not good in the face-off circle. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff to clean up. Dave Jamison from TSN 1260 joining us here as we get ready for Kaspersky Jets hockey with the Oilers being the visitors. I, McDavid's only played the one game, so I mean, I know this is probably maybe a difficult question, but... Let's project ahead to the opening game of the season. Now, who gets to play with the best player in the game? Huh. Well, it'll be Leon uh, Dreisaitl is on one wing, and I guess it's kind of a movable feast on what happens on the other side. Uh, you know, the the acquisition of Riley Shahan, which came you know sort of late in the off season, uh, I think is is 
going to pay dividends, and he'll he'll center the third line. Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the second line. Um, you know, I think it's it's to be determined. Uh, I don't know definitively. I don't think anybody does know definitively if if uh, Dave Tippett is going to kind of set some lines and let him go for a bit because uh, you know in Edmonton it's been a blender uh, for the last several years. Some of that through injury, some of that through lack of productivity. So I don't know where it's going to go. Some people get very excited at the thought of James Neal being there because he has a you know a fairly well deserved reputation as a guy that can score. Whether he is. You know, that, I don't know, Zach Cassian is likely going to start the season. Cassian is a guy who, and that may surprise some people, but he skates exceptionally well and has proven in the past that he can play with a McDavid and can play with a guy like Dreisaitl. Um, so, it, you know, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting, I think, because people are so, you know, I think overly concerned with how a team lines up on game one I think we've all seen enough hockey to know that it's it's always changed. Dave, um, Jets fans here are possibly going to see Mark Letestu be a fourth-line center at times for the Jets mm-hmm. this season. What did you see yep. from him while he was uh, with Edmonton? Responsible at both ends of the ice. A guy who um, is somebody who, you know, when coaches look up and down their, their bench, you know, they're looking for and obviously with the Stars, they're looking for productivity, scoring, if it's a defenseman, you know, doing what you need to do at that end of the ice. And then there are guys like Latestu who are, are role players um, and, and guys that coaches can trust. And and I think that, that Mark Latestu falls very comfortably into that, um, into that group as, you know, when you know you're throwing him over the boards, you're probably, you, know, you are going to get somebody that that does the small stuff well and willingly and is not going to cut corners. Dave, uh, tonight you'll uh, see uh, Billy Hanela, the first-round pick from June in the lineup, as well as David Gustafson centering Ehlers and Perot up front, who is a second-rounder in 2018. They have been two really pleasant surprises so far in camp. Who's been the pleasant surprise with the Oilers? Well, he's not here now. But Evan Bouchard, who was just reassigned to Bakersfield, is a guy who Oiler fans have seen a little bit of. He was really good in the postseason for Bakersfield last year, London Knights product. Uh, Evan Bouchard is going to be, if all things you know pan out, and it certainly looks like they will, uh, he really is a jewel for the Oilers. Um, whether he's going to be you know, Drew Doughty, I, I don't know. But he is going to be a very, very good NHL defenseman. He's offensively skilled. Um, yeah, like, you know, I think we've seen so many times over the history of the NHL, defensemen take longer um, to, to, to marinate and, and to really, you know, get adjusted to the NHL game. Evan Bouchard is, is a guy that I think all the fans are going to see in that, in that uniform for many years to come. I think he's probably, you know, again, not in the lineup tonight, not in the lineup to start the season. But to me, that's the guy. I mean, there are other players that have, you know, Joel Person, who got injured in the last game against Arizona, guy coming over from Europe and not played the NHL uh, before. I think he was projecting and tracking to be in the lineup for opening night. Now he won't be because of the injury. Uh, you might see Ethan Bear draw in. Now Ethan Bear has seen some time with the Oilers, but last year in Bakersfield, another young, promising defenseman that 
should have a role with the Oilers over the next many seasons. But I think Evan Bouchard is the guy that, even though he's not new in the sense of, you know, he was here last year at least, you know, for a time and was down in the minors, is a guy that, you know, that's the future. That's part of what might be a good Oilers future. Dave, really appreciate the time. Thanks for doing this. And uh, do me a favor, give Dusty a kick in the ass when you see him at the station tomorrow. Absolutely, and I'll do that willingly. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, stuff. Dave. There's Dave Jamison in Edmonton with TSN 1260. Uh, we got to kick a quick time out. Darren Bombing's got the extra slice. We'll come back and head up to the booth and hear from Edmonds and Munns. We'll have the game for you tonight here on TSN 1290.